I'm Cesar Rubio, five-time past master of Palm Springs Laws number 693, and this is Masonic Muscle, where we focus on the strongest aspect of Freemasonry, a virtuous education of the mind, fortifying it with wise and serious truths, encouraging all brethren to increase their level of fitness one degree at a time, making exercise and study a cornerstone of your daily routine, because Freemasonry is work. When you put in the work, get closer and closer to the point within the circle. Masonic Muscle, we give you more light, but no light weights. We're here to pump you up, body, mind, and soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let me get to this real quick. I Sometimes I forget to ask, but it's, you know, I got to keep doing it. And it's simple. If you've been enjoying the Masonic Muscle podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you took one minute, just one minute in between sets to give me a review on either iTunes or Spotify. It helps me out a lot. And if you've done that already, thank you so much. Please consider sharing the show with a friend or family members, Masons. All of those, all in combination, if you think... They would get something out of it. Word of mouth is the primary way Masonic muscle grows and spreads. So please share, text a friend, send out an email. However you communicate, tell them to check it out. Thank you for your continued support. And now on to the show. To you guys out there, you guys already know. Masons. Masons from the East Coast to the West Coast. Have you been studying your ciphers? Have you been studying the EA Fellowcraft and Master Mason study guides? Have you signed up? For the Masters and Wardens Retreats, wherever you are, as you know, they're beginning to become more and more prominent in all the states because they know it's, it's necessary. They know it's needed. We need to get better tools to be able to become leaders of men and lead our lodges more effectively. Have you been digging into the mysteries and origins of Freemasonry? Have you been improving your spiritual, moral, and Masonic trestle boards one degree at a time? Have you stopped making excuses and begun to improve the level of your fitness one degree at a time? Have you? If not, why not? When would now be a good time to start this improvement of your body, mind, and soul? When? I don't know. That's up to you. If you're wondering where to find me and where to listen to me, I am on eight different platforms. I am on Breaker, I am on Google Podcast, on Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, iTunes, Overcast, CastBox, Stitcher. So I always ask you to go on to iTunes or Spotify to give me a review. Give me a five stars, give me a no stars, whatever you believe that you're getting out of this. And continue to help me improve this show. We here have continued to work on our physical fitness. Darkness and I, my son, he just started joining us again. Every once in a while, we get another guest visitor come and hit the weights with us. We, we go hard. But lately, you know, I've been getting a little big around the waist. Been maybe indulging a little too much. So I know, I know. I got to cut back a little bit and go harder on the weights and get out there and walk a little bit more, 
do things that will help me burn calories. Remember, the reason why I'm encouraging people to exercise and improve their level of fitness, nutrition, and what have you, is so that obviously we're stronger. And as we get older, you know, your bodies tend to begin to break down a whole lot easier. And it's been proven time and time again that weightlifting is one of the best ways to maintain your strength, to continue to build muscle mass, and strengthen your bones and your ligaments and everything in between. So get out there. Jump to it. The exercise routines that Darkness and I have jumped back into is, is the old faithful for us. That's trap bar deadlifts, bench pressing, and rows. And on another day, when we go to his house, we're going to be working on deadlifts, stiff-legged deadlifts, uh, some more rows, and bar dips, and curls. And we use abbreviated routines because we're busy, just like you. We have wives, we have children still, we have jobs. I recently started working again. And for me, you know, I have masonry and I have my studies and I have this podcast, even though I haven't been producing as many episodes as I would like for to share with you, we're hitting it hard. So we just got back on track with that because guess what? It's been one of the best routines that has given us the greatest results. It really has. And when it's, once we start pushing hard, uh, we really start to see the waistline go down. You know, the arms a little bit more pumped. The legs feel strong. Lower back feels strong. Waist feels strong. It's a, just an overall good feeling. I don't know about you guys. I don't know if you've heard about it, but over here, we have an awesome event coming up here this weekend. And it's called Power Trip. And when we heard about this, because a lot of my friends you know, were, were metalheads and my boys, we immediately said, hey, we got to get this. Now, the tickets were expensive when you first see it, but what they did was brilliant because it's over the course of Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And it's some of the biggest rock bands, if not the biggest, with Iron Maiden and Metallica, those two right there, that's, and they're big. But then you have Guns N' Roses, I believe, ACDC. You just have the big dogs. So we're excited for that. This Friday it starts. We're going to get out there. We're going to have a good time. And I just wanted to share that with you. So for those of you metalheads, because a lot of times when we're working out, that's who we're listening to. We're listening to ACDC. We're listening to Iron Maiden, Metallica, you know, the first years, not now. Even though I hear now that this new episode, I mean, this new album that they put out is pretty decent. We listen to Megadeth. I already said ACDC, Van Halen, you know, just the, the classics. We listen to all these bands. And, and when I was growing up, my dad's brothers, they had their own room and they had this, the old, the old pioneer system. It was a three-sectional. It had an equalizer and had the, the regular with the volume. And then it had a, like another section to it. And then on top it had where you put the, the, the record on and, the way they would make those albums, the, the speakers would pump out different noises. It was great. So we're heading out there 
And I might be recording. I might be showing you guys, sharing with you guys on Instagram. If you guys following me uh, on Instagram at Masonic Muscle, I've been following a lot of you, brethren, out there. Good on you. A lot of you have been very busy. I can say that. You've been initiating. You've been passing. You've been raising brothers. And I understand that some of them are the holdovers like right before COVID started. So you had these members that had just gotten their applications and they were ready to take a degree or maybe they had just been initiated and then COVID hit. And now it's a restart basically for them. So you're pumping them through and along the way now you have prospective members coming in and you're trying to figure out how to shuffle them and some of you from what I've been seeing, it's going back to the to the older ways of double and triple degrees. Now, our ancient constitutions, Anderson's constitutions, it specifically states in there that, and the old regulations, I'm sorry, let me put that out there too, Anderson's constitutions and the old regulations, they specifically state that a lodge cannot have a degree for more than five candidates at a time, EAs and fellow crafts. And if, if you're thinking you can do a five master masons on one night, forget it. You're going to be there for nine hours. That's, that's a long one. But I've been there. I've been there for double and triple degrees, and that's a long night, guys. You know, no matter how you put it, no matter how excited you are, I'm just being honest. That was a long night. And then if you don't have anything really to celebrate with them afterwards, um, uh, yeah. I've been through double and triple fellow craft mason degrees. And again, this is just me speaking. All right. There's other members that, that have their own idea and they, they love it. They will make. I was going to say adjustments, but that's not the right word. You know, they have their reasons. They'll justify why they got to pump these guys through the way they're going to pump them through. And when I first started masonry at my lodge at Palm Springs Lodge number 693, that was common. We were doing anywhere from 30 to 50 degrees per year, but the retention rate was horrendous. We would be lucky to hold on to three of those members if your lodge is that busy you have to have hours for fellowship and socializing you have to have something more to offer these young men and old that are coming in and expecting to receive more if it if you go back to the traditional way that your lodge was doing it and you look through your roll books and you look through your Tyler's registers and your rosters and you see that yeah your lodge has a roster of 500 members but you're lucky if you get 20 to show up to a state of meeting let alone degrees then, then it's time to reevaluate what you're doing and what type of value you're providing to your members just think about that think about that again I was talking about power trip and that's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's, it's, it just came upon us. I remember when it first came out, and we were like, yeah, let's do it. And it, we, uh, the ticket prices were too rich for a lot of people's taste. 
But they did something brilliant, and that is they allowed you to pay it off in increments. And just because of the sheer power of the people there, of the bands, you, it's, a, it's a no-brainer. And to have Iron Maiden here, I mean, that's become my favorite rock band now for years and years and years now. Those guys are the epitome, in my estimation, of what metal is and should be. Songs like Hallow be, Hallowed Be Thy Name, which is in circles, and in those circles is being considered possibly the greatest metal song ever written and performed along with the likes of Ronnie James Dio and his, you know, Heaven and Hell, songs like that were just perfection. And now Iron Maiden is here in our backyard. And we were supposed to have Ozzy, but if you've been paying attention at all, Ozzy's old and his he's breaking down and his physical health is just where it's at. You know, the years and years of partying and performing have caught up to him. And so we kind of expected that. It was a shot in the dark for us. And it, I'm never going to be able to see him now perform live. But we're excited. But what about what about Masonic education? What do you what do you got for us? Well, what I have for you is very brief and insightful. And I've been telling you guys about this big book. And, you know, for whatever reason, I start recording and I, don't, I never bring it with me. I don't have it in front of me. And I get inspired. Or maybe not. The book that I've been talking about is called Exploring Early Grand Lodge Freemasons. And this book came out in 2017 in commemoration of 300 years of Grand Lodge, you know, Freemasonry. It says, studies in honor of the tricentennial of the establishment of the Grand Lodge of England. Christopher B. Murphy is the editor. Sean Ayer is the executive editor. Now, Christopher B. Murphy is the Mason I told you that I sat next to or right across from when I attended the Masonic Con in Pasadena, which I was invited to, by the way, thank you very much, to South Pasadena Lodge number 290. You put that on, Doggo and all those guys. Doggo! Doggo, Doggo! And I just saw him on an Instagram feed. Their, the degree team traveled to Budapest or somewhere. Hey, where do I sign up for that, Doggo? You guys kind of keep that a close secret. I thought Freemasons like really didn't have any secrets. And that we just talk, we can't keep our mouth shut, but you guys kept that one close to the vest. Thanks a lot. I want to go. I think I can perform ritual pretty good. In between, you know, in between sets of push-ups, I can get up and deliver a, you know, a lecture or a charge. Come on. I want to be on that team. What do I got to do? But going back to this book, Exploring Early Grand Lodge Freemason. And this is the book that I was telling you that you see that and you're like, Ugh, that's some dry shit right there. Constitutions, Anderson's Constitutions. Really? What, you know, what can we possibly learn from that? Well, I had been reading Anderson's Constitution for, for two or three years now before I actually got this book, Exploring Early Grand Lodge because I was, I was at Grand Lodge that year. Me and a good friend of mine went up there in uh, San Francisco. 
And we always go immediately. Once we check in and we register, we immediately go to the Southern California Research Lodge little little stand and we want to see what they had. And they had that one, so I bought it. Little pricey, but it's thick book. It's over, let me see here. Mm. See, now I have it. Now I can tell you now that I got it right here, right in my hands. It's over 461 pages. And it's a bunch of articles written by different members, contributing members. And my favorite instantly became the ones written by Christopher Murphy about Anderson's Constitutions and his research into the different constitutions and what it said, what it's saying, the insights that he's drawn, that he's gathered, and he shared it with you. And it wasn't a dry read, not for me, because I had been reading Anderson's Constitutions for a while. And I've also mentioned many times in the podcast that there is one you can get on Amazon now. And it's the one that was published and edited by Benjamin Franklin in 1734 here in the colonies. This book was the first Masonic book ever published in the colonies in 1734, and it was by Benjamin Franklin. And what they've done is pretty cool. They reprinted it so it looks like the original, but it's written in our plain English. So instead of the F's in there, you know, they have the S's in there. And so we can read it straight through. But we got some tantalizing things that when you read it at first, because of the way it was written and when it was written, it's kind of hard. And then the, the, the myth, right? Because it's, it's the legend of Freemasonry. And this is supposedly what was supposed to have been written, read to you when you, once you got initiated, you were sat down, I guess, or you stood up, I'm not sure. Someone brought the giant scroll out and began to read it. Right from the beginning, meaning... They began to read like this. Adam, our first parent, created after the image of God, the great architect of the universe, must have had the liberal sciences, particularly geometry, written on his heart. For even since the fall, we find the principles of it in the hearts of his offspring, and which, in process of time, have been drawn forth into a convenient method of propositions by observing the laws of proportions, Taken from mechanism, and on and on and on. It gets into Cain, it gets into Enoch, Seth, Noah, the Noachides, the Flood, Antediluvians, Nimrod, the Pyramids. It begins to talk about a lot, a lot of things. But like, what? Why is it talking about it in this way? Why? What? what what's the? What's the, the, the meaning of this? How, how can anybody actually with the right mind believe that this is true? Well, those, those Masons of that time didn't believe that that was true, like actual fact. They understood that, it, that these were myths and legends. And there was something to be extrapolated from this myth and legend. And you couldn't do it without a proper code, a cipher. You have to be well read. You have to continue to dig in to the mysteries of masonry. And that is what some of Christopher Murphy's articles on the Constitutions points out in exploring early Grand Lodge Freemasonry. And he begins to pull out 
from the very constitutions of 1723 and then 1738, which you can get, by the way, as well. I got a hardback copy uh, for like 30 bucks of the 1738 version, which we ended up being like twice as big, twice as thick as the original one. He extrapolated after months and months and maybe years and years of studying this and studying related articles to this constitutions of the Freemasons. And he points out words, specific sentences that Anderson threw in there to let us know there's, there's more to this, but we can't talk because that's the way Masons have always been. And some of this stuff can't be talked unless we're in a formed lodge among well-informed Masons. And we lose this. We, we, we lose this because no one has pointed this out to us in these ways, in this manner. Now, I might be doing a poor job of it, but I'm trying to share this with you to help impress upon you how important it is to study this document, possibly the most important document ever written by a Mason for Masons, Anderson's Constitutions of the Freemasons, and study it with your brethren in the lodge and help get us back, connect us back in touch with the founding, some of the founding documents of our institution. I say that because some of us have begun to go a little bit too far now and too deep into the esoteric, the idea of let's, let's get into the esoteric, let's get into the esoteric. And so when you do that, it seems like you begin to go away from everything but the founding documents of Freemasonry. And I'm telling you right now, like I've said it before, and I'll say it again, once you begin to read Anderson's Constitutions and you begin to meditate and contemplate, which is what we're supposed to be doing as Masons, on that document, you begin to see how esoteric that document really is. How mystical that document really is. How Kabbalistic that document really is. How alchemical that document really is. And once you do that, now you, you can begin to explore outward. But it seems like somehow we've gone, we, we've started outward and trying to go inward when we should be going inward, then go outward. I wonder if any of the Iron Maiden guys or any of those guys are Masons. Any of the band members from those six bands that will be playing on the weekend. What do you guys think? You guys think so? By the way, I want to send out a shout out to a lot of my listeners who began to reach out to me uh, uh, more than a few weeks ago. Kind of like, hey man, I'm, I hope everything is all right. Hey, I love the podcast. I haven't heard from you. And I appreciate that. Even even last night, I was at stadium meeting, and one of the brothers I hadn't seen in a while, I saw him. I'm not gonna say his name because I don't know if he wants me to. Well, his his name was Brother Romeo. He's a little he's a Filipino from a small lodge, I believe he came from. And 
he had just come back from the Philippines and he's like, hey, Caesar, you know, what, what's going on with your podcast? Uh, I was in the Philippines visiting and one of those brothers asked me, hey, what's going on with the podcast? Thank you, brothers. Thank you for your concern. Thank you for asking. Uh, thank you for your interest in the podcast and what I got to say and what I don't got to say or, you know, just thank you. Really, I have gone through some pretty tough situations. I can tell you that. I don't want to get too involved in, in with it. I, But I can tell you I am going to begin to share it on the podcast here. And I will begin to broadcast regularly. And like I did mention before, I will begin to have more guests on because I do want to interview them. I do want to talk to them. I want to have a conversation, not really an interview, but more of a conversation long form. Because that's the only way you can really get some learning where it's not just rote and it's not a now next question is. Even though some of that is cool if you got some good questions, but that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the type of conversations we had like at our lodge at a discussion group called something called the Trivium, which I've mentioned before, which was derived from some, an idea called the Socrates Cafe. And this type of discussion really, really stimulates the mind, the soul, I believe, the person as a whole individual, because it challenges your own prejudices and biases, which we all have. And that's the type of conversations I want to have with you all. If you want to come on the show, if you want to tell me what you want to talk about, of course, it has to do with Freemasonry. Of course, it has to do with some exercising. Yes, of course. And I was recently on on the YouTube because I, I subscribed to to uh, Masonic Improvement. Shout out, guys. Shout out. I was on there, and every time I'm on there, they give me a shout out. to uh, the, So Dennis Yates and uh, Justin, shout out to you guys. They, you know, they've continued to be on uh, work on their podcast they've continued to expand out they i believe they're guest speakers i believe that uh dennis yates he's very active independent bodies he's become a masonic speaker so he's traveling around they just had a masonic con i believe something like a masonic con and they are really spreading the message kind of like i am in my own way of improving the masonic experience brethren and the cold, hard reality of that is that you have to participate in that. You have to step up and get skin in the game. You have to sit down and write down somehow, somewhere, what it is that you believe your Masonic experience should be. And, it should, and what you believe your Masonic should be in a group setting at your lodge. What does that look like? It's going to take that kind of effort and then to begin to execute it and be willing to fail and fail fast so you can get to the winning. And you can get to that special place where all of a sudden it becomes a magnet. A magnet for men, thinking men, men that want a special experience and that when they become a member of your lodge, they're ready to also have skin in the game and contribute. 
But that's going to take time and effort, energy, study, commitment, discipline, very similar to exercising. If you want to get in better shape, if you want bigger muscles, a smaller waist, you're going to have to commit to certain principles of weightlifting, of nutrition, of rest, of psychology to begin to get the results that you want. And understand that you're going to fail along the way, but that failure is actually the lesson. What do you think about that? I don't know. You tell me. That's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you've been having an awesome October. We just had the autumnal equinox. We didn't do shit at our lives because of what's been going on, but more on that later. I hope you guys had an awesome autumnal equinox. You guys had some toasts. I'm having a toast right now for you. And always, always, brothers, keep working hard. Let me share this with you, a little cut I have made. Tell me what you think. <laughs>